اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم آمن الرسول The messenger has believed بما انزل الیہم الربیہ In what has been revealed to him from his Lord And not just the messenger But also والمؤمنون And the believers Meaning the messenger has believed And the believers have believed What have they all believed in? بِمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْهِمِ الرَّبِّهِ In whatever that was revealed from his Lord, meaning from Allah. What is iman? Remind yourself of the definition. Recall the definition of iman. Faith. What is faith? What is iman? الَّذِينَ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْغَيْبِ وَيُقِيمُونَ الصَّلَاةَ So what is iman? What is faith? Don't tell me what faith includes. But what's the literal, technical definition of iman? It is to do iqrat, tasdiq, to affirm the truthfulness of something, and then to accept it, qubul, and not just accept, but also submit id'an. So, aman al-rasul, the messenger has accepted, he believes in, he confirms the truthfulness of, and he submits to, he does, whatever Allah has revealed to him. What is it that Allah has revealed to him, the messenger? Allah tells us in Surah An-Nisa, ayah 113, that وَأَنزَلَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْكَ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةِ That Allah has revealed upon you the book and the wisdom. What is the book? What's in front of you? The Qur'an. And what is the wisdom that was revealed in the Messenger wasallam? It is in the form of the sunnah. So both, the wahi that is recited and the wahi that's not recited, the Qur'an and the sunnah. Every command, every instruction, every information, every fact that Allah revealed upon His Messenger, the Messenger believes in it, He accepts it to be true, and He also submits to it, meaning He does what is required. So the messenger's iman is that he accepts and he conveys and he does. Which is why we see that the Prophet ﷺ didn't just believe, didn't just have faith that I believe in Allah. No, he also accepted. He also did what was required. He conveyed the message. No matter how hard it was, even if it meant leaving your hometown, even if it meant... Suffering great persecution, many battles, hunger, famine, whatever suffering he experienced, he did. Why? Because he believed that Allah had revealed to him, he submitted, and this is the reason why he conveyed. Even if people called him insane and madman and a magician, and the list goes on, whatever he was called, still he conveyed. Why? Because he believed. And he didn't just convey, but he also did. He also worshipped Allah. He didn't just tell people, pray. He prayed himself too. In the night, so that his feet would swell up. He didn't just tell people, give charity. No, he gave it himself as well. He didn't just tell people, go fight in the cause of Allah. No, he went himself as well. He didn't just say, speak the truth. No, he spoke the truth himself as well. So, آمَنَ Rasul, The messenger believed. He did. He conveyed. He submitted. He surrendered to Allah. But is it only the messenger? No, Allah says, وَالْمُؤْمِنُونَ Plural of mu'min, the believers also. In footsteps of the messenger, they have also believed. So what is the iman of the believers? That they believe in the mursil, they believe in the mursal, and they believe in the mursalbih. Who is the mursil? The one who sent, the one who revealed? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
Who is the Mursal? The one who was sent, the messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And the third is Mursal Bih. What the messenger was sent with. What is it that he was sent with? The Qur'an and the Sunnah. So the believer's iman is that they believe, they accept, they acknowledge, they affirm the truthfulness of Allah, the messenger, and whatever that Allah revealed. And they don't just say, yes, Allah is, is haq, the messenger is haq, the Qur'an is haq. No, they don't just say it is haq, but they also do what is required on their part. They also do what is required on their part. وَالْمُؤْمِنُونَ Allah says, كُلٌّ All of them. آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ They all believe in Allah. كُلٌّ meaning the messenger as well as the believers. They all believe in Allah. وَمَلَائِكَتِهِ And His angels. Belief in Allah means believing in His existence, in His Lordship, in the fact that He is the only one who deserves worship, in His names and attributes. They believe in Allah. وَمَلَائِكَتِي His angels, that He is the creator of the angels, the one who has assigned them certain tasks. They also believe in the angels, that the angels brought the messages of Allah to the prophets. And not just the angels, وَكُتُبِهِ كُتُبْ plural of kitab, meaning all of the books that Allah revealed, that they were revealed as guidance. وَرُسُلِهِ And His messengers, plural of Rasul. They believe in all of His messengers. Notice, it's not Rasulihi, but Rusulihi. Not one messenger, but all of them. Because we have to believe in every single messenger. Rejecting one messenger is like rejecting all of them. Because if you reject a messenger, you're saying that I don't believe that God sent him. I don't believe that God sent that message for the benefit of people, for the guidance of people. So you are in reality rejecting who? Allah and His favor and His guidance. And when a person is rejecting one, then he's rejecting all. His iman will not be accepted. This is why believing in all of the messengers. So we believe in our hearts. We say with our tongues that Muhammad ﷺ was true. Isa ﷺ was true. Musa ﷺ was true. Nuh ﷺ was true. All of the messengers, whether we know them or we don't know them, we believe in them. We believe in the fact that Allah sent messages to them and that they did their job. They conveyed the message to the people. Allah says in Surah Hadid, Ayah 25, لَقَدْ أَرْسَلْنَا رُسُلَنَا بِالْبَيِّنَاتِ وَأَنزَلْنَا مَعْهُمُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْمِيزَانِ That certainly we sent the messengers with clear evidences and we sent to them the book. To the messengers, what was given? The book. So all of the books, the Torah, the Zabur, the Injil, whether we know it or we don't know it, whether it's preserved in its original form or altered, or forgotten by people completely, still we believe in it. But obviously when it comes to following, which messenger do we follow? Muhammad wasallam. Because the teachings of the previous messengers, they're lost. But their examples that are mentioned in the Qur'an, yes, we do follow them. Because Allah tells us, فَبِهُدَاهُ مُقْتَدِي Follow the example of the previous prophets. If a person is questioning the Injil, the Gospel, and he's trying to refute it constantly, is that disrespect to the Messenger? If it is done in an appropriate way, with respect, because Allah says, وَجَادِلْهُمْ بِالَّتِي هِيَ أَحْسَنُ Argue in the best manner. And it is done for a purpose, that you're trying to convince someone that, look, this cannot be the truth anymore, because it is altered. It has been changed by people. The original message was lost. As long as a person does it in a respectful way, it is okay. Because a person is doing it to convince someone. There should be a reason behind it. And sometimes we get so lost in refuting others that we don't know what we have to do. People know the Bible more than they know the Qur'an unfortunately. So believing in the books means that we believe 
that Allah has revealed them, and especially the book that was the last message, that Allah has promised that He will preserve it, believing in that, means that a person knows what it says, and he also acts on it. So, كُلٌّ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ وَمَلَائِكَتِهِ وَكُتُبِهِ وَرُسُلِهِ Allah says, لَا نُفَرِّقُ بَيْنَ أَحَدٍ مِنْ رُسُلِهِ The believers, they say, that we do not differentiate between any of the messengers. نُفَرِّقُ from تَفْرِيق فَارَقَافِ Which is to differentiate. So we don't differentiate, we don't discriminate between any of the messengers. What does it mean? That we believe in every single one of them. We don't do what the people of the past did. That we're not going to believe in this messenger. Because there are many who say that yes, Muhammad ﷺ is a messenger. But for the Arabs. Not for us. This is what? Discriminating between the messengers. It doesn't befit a believer in Allah that he says, oh, this prophet, not for us. This prophet, not for us. No, all of the messengers, we believe in them. Yes, Allah has given them different ranks. We learned earlier that تِلْكَ الرُّسُلُ فَضَّلْنَا بَعْضَهُمْ عَلَى بَعْضُ Allah has preferred some over the others, but it doesn't mean that we go on to disbelieve in some and believing in some. No, we believe in all of them. وَقَالُوا And they said, سَمِعْنَا وَأَطَعْنَا The believer said, we have heard and we have obeyed. سَمِعْنَا سَمْعْ And أَطَعْنَا إِطَاعَ طَوَوْعَيْنَ That we have heard the commands, we have heard the prohibitions, we have heard the instructions, وَأَطَعْنَا And we will obey, meaning we will listen. We won't say that, no, I'm not going to do it. No. فَقَالُوا سَمِعْنَا وَأَطَعْنَا we will obey, we will comply. And this should be the attitude of a believer. Because in this ayah, who is Allah describing? Who is He praising? The true believers. Those who are true in their faith. Who don't just say they're believers, but they actually believe in their heart. They show it. So, samirna wa atarna. A believer does not say, I know, but I cannot do. No way. A believer says, Oh Allah, I know. I have found out and I will try my best. You help me. Forgive me for the past and help me in the future. Samirna wa atarna. Ghufranaka. Your forgiveness. Ghufran. It's from the root letters Ghain Fara, same root as Maghfira. And Ghufran, forgiveness. And Ghufranaka means your forgiveness. Meaning, oh Allah, we beg your forgiveness. Notice it hasn't been said. نَسْأَلُكَ غُفْرَانَكَ نَطْلُبُ غُفْرَانَكَ What has been said? Just غُفْرَانَكَ Why? Because when a person realizes the burden of sin that he is carrying, that he feels heavily weighed down. And when a person is heavily weighed down, then you know what? He cannot talk much. Much doesn't come out of his mouth. He cannot even find the words with which he can seek Allah's forgiveness. All that he can say is, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When you're really guilty, when you feel bad about what you've done, then what happens? You don't even know what to say. Ghufranak. Oh Allah, we beg your pardon. Rabbana. Oh our Lord, we need your forgiveness. Only you can forgive us. Wa ilaykal masir. And to you is our return. To you is the destination. Masir, return. Meaning, in the dunya, in the akhirah. Any affair, any matter, any problem, any challenge, any difficulty, who do we turn to? 
Allah. Because who can forgive? Him. Who can create ease? Him. Who can facilitate? Only Him. وَإِلَيْكَ الْمَصِيرِ We return to you. What do we learn in this ayah? We see that the believers are the followers of the messenger. The believers are the followers of the messenger. The messenger believed Muhammad wasallam. we too will believe. The messenger did something, we too will do that. Once the Prophet ﷺ was praying salah, he was leading the people in prayer, he was wearing his shoes. And in the middle of the prayer, he took his shoes off and put them on the side. And the sahaba, even they were wearing their shoes in the salah, so they also took their shoes off and put them on the side. After the prayer, the Prophet ﷺ asked them, that why did you remove your shoes? They said, we saw you. So we did it too. He said, I took my shoes off because my shoes had some impurity on them. Jibreel told me, this is why I removed my shoes. But your shoes are not impure. So when you come to the masjid, just check your shoes. They're clean, pray in them. If they're impure, then clean them and then pray. But what do we learn? That the believers are to follow the messenger. Whatever he does, we do it too. He ate with the right hand, we eat with the right. He said, Bismillah, we say Bismillah. He said, Allahu Akbar, when going up, we do that too. Because over here, look at how it is mentioned, Aman al-Rasul, and then, wal-mu'minun. The believers are to follow the messenger. And the fact is, that the stronger the faith of a person, the more he will follow the messenger. Because it has to do with iman. The messenger believed, the believers believed. The stronger their belief will be, the more they will follow him. Then we also learn in this verse that of the attributes of the believers is that they hear and obey. A believer hears and submits. He finds out and he does it. Allah says in Surah An-Nur, Ayah 51, that إِنَّمَا كَانَ قَوْلُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ إِذَا دُعُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ لِيَحْكُمَ بَيْنَهُمْ أَنْ يَقُولُوا سَمِعْنَا وَأَطَعْنَا وَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُفْلِحُونَ That the only statement of the believers when they're called to Allah and His Messenger for judgment is that they say, we have heard and we will obey. سَمِعْنَا وَأَطَعْنَا Now when it comes to this matter, people are of three types. When it comes to hearing and obeying, people are of three types. One type of person is he who doesn't hear and doesn't obey. He doesn't listen, doesn't find out, doesn't learn, and obviously he doesn't obey. And this is the case of the majority of the people. They say, don't study, otherwise you'll have to do it. Don't learn, otherwise you'll have to follow. So stay ignorant, ignorance is bliss. This is what many people say. This is what they believe in. Another attitude is of those who hear, who listen, who find out, but they don't obey. There is some, but there is no ta'a. Why is it that a person hears, but then he does not obey? What's the reason? Arrogance, kibr, pride. It is arrogance that prevents a person from submitting, from obeying. That a person says, no, I'm not going to change myself. No, why should I do this? Why should I do that? Who cares? I'm the boss. It's my life. It's up to me. My choice. This is pride. Allah says in Surah Luqman, Ayah 7, that, وَإِذَا تُتْلَى عَلَيْهِ آيَاتِنَا وَلَّا مُسْتَكْبِرًا كَأَلَّمْ يَسْمَعْهَا That when our verses are recited to him, he turns away arrogantly as if he didn't even hear. Because if he had heard properly, he would have followed. But when he didn't follow after hearing, what is preventing him from following? 
pride. Now ask yourself that when we know about something, yet we don't do it, what is preventing us? Our ego. No, why should I? Why do I have to do it? I'm not going to. It's pride that prevents us from following the commands of Allah. Then the third type of attitude is of those who hear and obey. Those who hear and obey. And only this is the way to success. Allah says in Surah Al-Ahzab, Ayah 71, that وَمَن يُطِعِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ فَقَدْ فَازَ فَوْزًا عَظِيمًا Whoever obeys Allah and His Messenger, then in fact He has achieved the great achievement. Meaning He is the one who is truly successful. Then we also learn in this ayah that since the commands that Allah has revealed, sometimes they are difficult for us to follow, and everyone's capacity is different, it is true. For one person to wear hijab, not a big deal. But for, for another, it's like climbing up a mountain every day. Right? For one person to apologize, not a big deal. But for another, it's as though he is, you know, throwing himself in the river. Right? So, everyone's capacity is different. But then, what is required from us? That we hear and we disobey? No, we hear and we try to obey. We keep trying. And for our shortcomings, what do we do? Ghufranak. Oh Allah, you forgive us. Because every single person, he needs the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Remember, even if we think we are doing everything that we're supposed to, even if we think we are doing everything right, still we make mistakes. Isn't it? When you prepare for an exam, when you prepare for a test, before you walk into the, into the examination hall, you know that you are prepared, or that's at least what you think. But yet, do you make mistakes? Yet, you do. You still end up making mistakes. So this is the reality. We think we are doing things right. We think we are doing everything. But in reality, we are making mistakes. So, what does that mean? The ghufranak, ghufranak, ghufranak. All the time, we need to seek forgiveness. Because over here, who is begging for forgiveness? The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And if he is seeking forgiveness, then what about you and I? Then what about you and I? Remember, every day we make mistakes. Like we discussed earlier, you might think you are right, but ask others. They know about the mistakes that you're making because we don't look at ourselves, but other people see us. So back forgiveness for the mistakes that we know we are committing and the mistakes that we don't even know we are committing. We don't even realize. Or we think it's not a big deal, but it is in reality a big deal. So keep seeking forgiveness. And when can a person do that? When he knows that he is a human being and that he is going back to Allah. I am going back to Allah. I cannot avoid him. And always remember that when a person makes a mistake, he falls down. Now he has two choices. Either he can stay there or he can get up and seek forgiveness. Every day, as we go through our 24 hours, we fall in a pit every now and then. Now it's up to us. Either we stay there or we try to get up. And if you try to get up, then you know what? You're going to go higher than where you were before. If you seek forgiveness, you improve yourself, you'll be at a better location, at a better level, at a better rank than you were at before you made the mistake. About Adam alayhi salam, Allah says, وَعَصَى آدَمُ رَبَّهُ فَغَوَى 
That Adam alayhi salam, he disobeyed his Lord and he غوَى. He was in error. But then Allah chose him. Allah chose him. Meaning his rank was even higher afterwards. But you have to seek forgiveness. And Allah assures us that Allah does not overburden a soul more than what it can bear. So whatever Allah has imposed on us, it is within our capacity to do it. We can do it. It's not beyond our scope. Now these two verses, the previous one and the following one that we're going to learn. So in other words, the last two verses of Surah Al-Baqarah. They're special verses. Very special. How special are they? We learned that they are from a special treasure from beneath the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. From a special treasure from beneath the throne of Allah. Now, don't think about beneath the throne of Allah's treasure, from that the verses, but the verses are recited, how can they have a physical form? Don't think about that. Because even if you think about it, you're not going to get anywhere. What we need to learn here is that these verses are special, especially from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because they are from His treasure. The treasure beneath His throne. Then we also learn from a hadith that this, these verses, when they were revealed, when they were given to the Messenger wasallam, a special door, a special gate of the heavens was opened, which was never opened before. Never opened before. You know like someone special has to come? Then you bring them in from a special entrance. Right? Then we also learn in the hadith that these verses are such that they were only given to the Prophet ﷺ, not to any messenger before. You know, there are many teachings that were given to us, but they were also given to the previous nations. Isn't it so? Many teachings. But these two are so special that they, are, they were only given to Muhammad ﷺ. And when you will look at the meaning, you will realize that yes, this was a special mercy upon this ummah alone. It's a special gift upon this final ummah. Then we also learn that whoever recites these two verses in the night, then these verses suffice him. They are sufficient for him. What does it mean by this, that they are sufficient for him? Scholars have given two meanings. One is that they are sufficient for his protection. Nothing can harm him in that night. No jinn, no shaitan, nothing inshallah. Allah's special protection is with that person. And other scholars have said that what it means by this uh, these verses being sufficient for him, is that they will suffice him from the night prayer. Meaning if a person is not able to get up for the night prayer, stay up the whole night long in salah, begging Allah for forgiveness, these two verses are enough to bring the same reward, the same forgiveness. Are we able to pray all night long? Tell me, are we able to? We make the intention at night, that tonight I'm going to wake up and pray. right? I'm going to wake up 20 minutes earlier, 40 minutes earlier, but then what happens? The next thing you know, it's Fajr time. But if a person recites these verses in the night, it's as though he has done Qiyamul Layl. Because what does a person do in Qiyamul Layl? He is trying to earn good deeds, and he's begging Allah for forgiveness. That's the main point. But when a person reads these verses, then he is begging Allah for forgiveness as well. And in the hadith that I mentioned to you earlier, we learned that when a person says... Um, uh, that then Allah says that I shall accept your supplication. So Allah says, La Allah does not burden a person illa except 
with what is within its capacity. Yukallifu is from taklif, kaf, lam, fa. And taklif is to impose something on someone which is challenging. Okay? To impose something on someone which is challenging. Meaning it's not a piece of cake for them. It is. It requires some hard work on their part. So for example, on you is a taklif that you have to do your lesson seven times. Right? Every lesson seven times. On you is a taklif that you have to come here 10 o'clock in the morning, Saturday and Sunday. Is that challenging? Of course, when you have to sit for half an hour, one hour, repeating the same verses seven times, it is challenging. When you have to leave your bed, have a quick breakfast, even on Saturday morning, and go in uniform to a class and sit there for hours, is that challenging? Yes. But this is taklif. Sorry, but this is what life is about. Right? But Allah says, take comfort. Allah says, لا يكلف الله Allah does not burden a soul, nafsan, إلا وسعها Except with its wusr. Meaning, except what is within its capacity. Except with what is within a person's scope. What is wusr? Wusr is from wausin ayn. And wusr is the capacity of a person, what a person is able to do in, a, in normal circumstances without exerting extra effort. For you to cook in an hour, that's within your wusr. But if I tell you cook in 15 minutes, is that within your wusr? No. Not for me at least. Right? So Allah says that He does not burden people more than what they can bear. And this taklif, this taklif, remember, it includes taklif shari as well as taklif kauni. The commands of the religion, the obligations that are upon us because of the deen, and also taklif kauni, meaning the other matters of our lives that Allah decides for us. So for example, the command that Allah has given us in our deen, that we have to pray five times a day. Can we pray five times a day? Is it humanly possible? Yes. It's not 50 prayers. How many is it? Five. Performing hajj once in a lifetime. Is it possible? Yes. Fasting in the month of Ramadan. Possible? Yes. Not fasting all year round. If it was fasting all year round, then it wouldn't be within our capacity. But one month, it is within our capacity. Doing wudu before we pray. Is it within our capacity? Yes. If it was that we have to shower, that would not be within our capacity. Right? So, when it comes to shari commands, within our capacity. When it comes to kauni commands, are they within our capacity? When it, when it comes to the decree, yes. Meaning if Allah makes a person sick, are they able to handle that sickness? They are able to. This is why Allah made them sick. If a person loses a job, are they able to live without that job? Yes, they are able to. This is why Allah made them suffer in that way. If a person has some, you know, health concern, some some social, uh, some problems with, you know, family members or with friends or with co-workers, anything, is it that a person is not able to handle it? No, he can handle it. Remember, any challenge that we face in life, any test that we go through in life, whether it is our children acting up, or it is our body getting tired, or it is too much work to do or it is too many expectations of us, remember, if Allah gave it to you, then you can do it. If Allah put you in that position, 
in that situation, in that problem, then you can come out of it successful. No. It's not that Allah is making you fail. No. Allah has put you in a situation that you can handle. You can come out of it with flying colors, but it's up to you. It's up to you. You can succeed or you can fail. You may have to change yourself. You may have to try harder. But remember, it is within your capacity. But what do we say? I can't do it. I can't do it. Too difficult. Too hard. No way. That's what we say. And when we say no way, then yes, it becomes no way. Tell yourself, I can, I will, I can do it. I have to do it. I have no choice. I have to do it. So, لا يكلف الله نفسا إلا وسعها. And when a person is in a situation, then either he can do good or he can do bad. Right? Like for example, somebody is picking up fights with you all the time. And you say, why is this person in my life? Because you can handle them. You can handle that conflict. Okay? This is why Allah put you in that situation. This is why Allah made certain people a part of your life. Now it's up to you. Either you can do khair or you can do shab. You can do good or you can do bad. If you do good, then Allah says, لَهَا مَا كَسَبَتْ For it is what it earned. كَسَبَتْ كَافْسِينَ كَسْبْ What a person earns. And لَهَا In its favor, it refers to good. Meaning if a person does good, then it's for his benefit. He will get the reward for it. And if a person chooses to do otherwise, then Allah says, وَعَلَيْهَا مَكْتَسَبَتْ And on it is what it acquires. Meaning a person will suffer the consequences of the sin that he commits, of the evil that he does. But the choice is with you. You choose to do good or you choose to do evil. You do good, you get reward. You do evil, you suffer punishment. لَهَا مَا كَسَبَتْ وَعَلَيْهَا مَكْتَسَبَتْ I want you to notice something. كَسَبَتْ and اِكْتَسَبَتْ Why is there a difference in the form of the word? There are different reasons that the scholars have given. One is that kasaba. If you look at the word, it's easy to pronounce. Iktasaba. Difficult to pronounce. More letters. Kasaba is what a person can acquire easily. And iktasaba is what a person does with intention, with, you know, he decides to do it, he intentionally does it, he deliberates, he sometimes has to make extra effort to do it. And this is the reality. Opportunity to do good, sometimes it comes very easy. And when we choose to do bad, it becomes more difficult. It requires more effort on our part. You know how? Let me give you an example. Somebody does bad to you. If you forgive them, what do you have to tell yourself? It's okay, let them go. Allah knows. Inshallah, Allah will forgive me. You know what? There must be a reason. Finished, done. You did good, one step. Done. But you decide to do evil, which is that you want to take revenge. So then you think and you plan. Hmm, this is what they did, so I'm going to say this, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to talk to this person, and next week I'm going to do that, and next year when they come, and after two years when I see them, it never ends. Doesn't it? It never ends. It becomes more and more difficult for you. So every time you make that decision to continue in that wrong, whose fault is it? Your fault. Because you are making that choice. You are making that decision. So remember, لَهَا مَا كَسَبَتْ وَعَلَيْهَا مَكْتَسَبَتْ The choice is yours. The decision lies in your hands. This is why Allah teaches us. رَبَّنَا 
Say, Rabbana, la tu'akhidna, innasina, aw akhta'na. That, oh, our Lord, don't hold us accountable. Tu'akhidna, hamza khadhal, mu'akhadha. To catch someone, to hold them responsible for something. To recompense them for what they have done. So, oh, our Lord, don't hold us accountable. Innasina, aw akhta'na. If we forget or we err. Nasina, from nisyan, nun sinya. What is nisyan? That, when there's something you know, but it escapes your mind. Something that you know escapes your mind. You cannot recall it. You cannot remember it. So for example, you told yourself, I'm going to be good to them. But the moment they come in front of you, you forgot that firm resolve you made. You forgot about those feelings of forgiveness and that intention to be nice. You forgot everything. That anger, that frustration just came and those, you know, those flashbacks, those memories of what happened in the past keeps coming and you forget. Or you learn that when you pray, you're not supposed to move much. But then when you're praying, you forget. You look here and you look there and you move too much. Nisyan, right? You forgot. And then halfway through the prayer, you're like, Astaghfirullah. How could I forget that? You were eating. You forgot to say Bismillah. Halfway through, you're like, Astaghfirullah. I forgot to say Bismillah. We're human beings. We forget. And then, Aw akhta'na. What is khata? Khata is to oppose, meaning to disobey, without the intention to disobey. You oppose, you contradict the rules, without the intention to oppose the rules. Meaning, you didn't do it deliberately, it just happened. You forgot, you did not know, you didn't remember. There could be different reasons. So, oh Allah, don't call us to account if we forget or we make a mistake. We err. Because sometimes we don't know, we don't remember. Rabbana, oh our Lord, وَلَا تَحْمِلْ عَلَيْنَا Do not lay on us. حَامِيمْ لَامْ Hamal to carry. So don't lay on us, meaning don't make us carry. إِسْرًا A burden. كَمَا حَمَلْتَهُ Just as you made it carry. عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِنَا Upon those people who came before us. Meaning don't make us carry a burden like the people before us were made to carry. What is Isr? Isr is from the letters Hamza Sadra. And Isr is a burden that prevents a person from going forward. Meaning it's so heavy that it doesn't let you move on. It slows you down or it stops you completely. So, oh Allah, don't impose something on us that will slow us down, that will demotivate us, that will make things so difficult for us that we cannot continue. And the people of the past, yes, they were made to carry such heavy burdens, such difficult burdens. What does this burden refer to? It refers to both the takalif, meaning the commands, the obligations, and secondly, it includes punishments as well. The difficulties that Allah creates for a person because of his disobedience. So don't make the command so difficult that we cannot carry them on for a long time. Don't make our work so difficult that we cannot continue for a long time. Nor Allah punish us so that because of that punishment, we are unable to continue. You know, for example, the course that we're doing. So far, alhamdulillah, with the mercy of Allah, many of us have been able to continue. But with many people, what happens? Because of the difficulties at home or because of personal challenges or whatever, they're unable to continue. It's an isr. 
And there are things that cannot be avoided. It's an isr. A person starts doing something good, but he finds it too difficult, he cannot continue. We see that the commands that Allah has given to us are such that we can do them. So we should ask Allah for afiyah, for protection, for well-being in every matter, in everything that we are doing. That because of our sins, Allah does not make things more difficult for us. Then Allah teaches us, رَبَّنَا وَلَا تُحَمِّلْنَا مَا لَا طَاقَةَ لَنَا بِهِ Oh Allah, don't make us scary what we don't have the strength to bear. مَا لَا طَاقَةَ لَنَا بِهِ Don't make us scary what we don't have the strength to bear. Meaning don't impose on us something that we cannot handle, that we cannot do, whose commitment we cannot fulfill. This could be in religious matters and also in our personal lives, in shari matters as well as kauni matters. Meaning don't make the religion such that we cannot follow it. Don't make our life so difficult that we cannot carry the responsibilities that have been laid upon us. You know, it happens that one person has nothing to do. And another has so many things to do, they cannot handle it. Who decrees? Allah decrees. So, oh Allah, whatever you decree for me, make it such that I can handle it. I can bear it. I can come out successful. Don't put me in situations where I will fail. Rather, give me problems that I can manage. anna. And pardon us. وَغْفِرْ لَنَا And forgive us. وَرْحَمْنَا And have mercy on us. وَعْفُعَنَّا عَفْوٌ What does that mean? To erase. So forgive what? Our shortcomings. Wherever we have fallen short, the lessons we were supposed to memorize, but we did not do them. The classes we were supposed to attend, but we did not attend. The things we were supposed to do, but we did not do them fully. We fell short. And do we fall short? Yes, we do. Other people, they deserve certain rights from us, but we are unable to fulfill them. Wa'fu'anna, oh Allah, forgive us. Pardon our shortcomings. We have fallen short. And we have in reality. Wa'fir lana, and forgive us. Meaning forgive our faults, the mistakes that we make. Forgive them for us. Wa'hamna, and have mercy on us. So that because of that mercy, we don't fall into that same pit again. We don't make that mistake again. We don't repeat that mistake again. Rather, we learn from our mistakes and we only go higher and higher. That life does not just become like falling into square roots and trying to jump back up. No. That we become steady. And if we do fall, then we go higher. Wa'hamna. Have mercy on us. Protect us from falling into sin. Anta maulana. You are our patron, our guardian. Maula. Maula is the one who protects, who doesn't just offer protection and help, but he also protects from the root letters. Waulam ya. You are our maula, meaning we are nothing without you. And this is true. No person can do anything good without the help of Allah. No person can forgive without the tawfiq of Allah. No person can respect without the tawfiq from Allah. No person can do anything good, cannot avoid anything bad, unless and until Allah facilitates that for him. So we acknowledge this. Oh Allah, we are weak. You are our mawla. Fansurna. So you help us. Nasr, nun sadra. You help us against the disbelieving people, meaning against any challenge, against any difficulty that we face, any hurdle that comes our way, any opposition that we face, you help us. You make us victorious. Any mountain we have to climb, you help us. You give us the ability to climb that. Fansurna al kafirin. Because the reality is that we are weak and only Allah can help us.
recitation. Lillahi ma fi samawati wa ma fi al-ard wa in tubdu ma fi anfusikum aw tukhfuhu yuhasibakum bihillah fayaghfiru liman yasha'u wa yu'adhibu man yasha'u wallahu ala kulli shay'in قدير آمن الرسول بما أنزل إليه من ربه والمؤمنون كل آمن بالله وملائكته وكتبه ورسله لا نفرق بين أحد من رسله وقالوا سمعنا وأطعنا غفرانك ربنا وإليك المصير لا يكلف الله نفسا إلا وسعها لها ما كسبت وعليها ما اكتسبت ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا أو أخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إصرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين So alhamdulillah, now we have heard the entire Surah Al-Baqarah. And in this Surah, we have heard many commands, many prohibitions, many admonitions. And Iman means accept and submit and change. And yes, we realize that it is difficult, but do we give up? No. But we are weak, we forget, we make mistakes. So what is necessary? that first we trust that we can do it. And secondly, we turn to Allah for help. And thirdly, we beg His forgiveness. We ask Him for help to let us continue. And we beg His forgiveness for whatever mistakes that have been committed in this journey. And that might be committed in this journey. Because only then can a person be successful. Now, these two verses are the last verses of Surah Al-Baqarah. And they end with a beautiful dua. And we learn that these two verses, a person should recite when? Every single night. So that they're enough for his protection, enough for forgiveness insha'Allah. And in order to do that, we have to memorize, or we have to open up the mushaf to read them every day. Your homework is that tonight and tomorrow, and day after, and the day after that, and the day after that, and the day after that, until you die. Your responsibility is, your homework is, because سَمِعْنَا وَأَطَعْنَا What? That before you go to bed, read these verses. And you'll go to bed with a light heart. You'll go to bed as a happier person. And you'll wake up the next morning, inshallah, as a better person. With the resolve to become better and improve in every situation. 
And the dua that the surah concludes with the sahaba, when they would listen to this dua or when they would read it, they would say, Ameen. So Rabbana la tu'akhidna in nasina aw akhta'na. What should we say? Ameen. After every dua, wa'fu anna, wa'fir lana, warhamna, ameen. And with this dua, we conclude the surah, the longest surah of the Qur'an. And this is not just the first time we are reading it. Let it not be the first time. The Prophet ﷺ said, learn Surah Al-Baqarah and Surah Ali Imran. In order to learn something, you don't read it once. And I tell you, yes, you have heard the tafsir, you have done the assignment, yes, you have done the lessons, but I don't say that I or you or any one of us here has fully learned the surah. You need to keep learning. The Prophet ﷺ said, learn Surah Baqarah, Surah Ali Imran. Now don't stop here. Study Surah Ali Imran. Don't finish here. Continue. Why? Because there are two lights and they shade their people on the day of resurrection just as two clouds or two spaces of shade or two lines of flying birds. They will shade you. They will honor you on the day of judgment. Samirna wa atarna. So my advice to you is read, study, and keep studying. Surah Al-Baqarah has ended and now inshallah Surah Ali Imran will begin. So let's continue with that. Inshallah. Another hadith tells us about Surah Al-Baqarah that the Prophet ﷺ said that learn Surah Al-Baqarah because in learning it there is blessing. In ignoring it there is sorrow. And the batalah, the people of falsehood, they cannot challenge it. They cannot defeat it. So what we learn in this hadith is that if a person leaves the surah, there is regret. And believe me, if you haven't memorized the surah properly, the lessons, the translation, then you will regret. But don't let this regret overcome you. Go back and finish and complete whatever was missed out, inshallah. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika, nashadu an la ilaha illa anta, nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayka. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.